Welcome to The Point Podcast. At The Point, we point high school students to Jesus because we believe that Jesus is better than anything else that this world has to offer. We hope that this podcast is an encouragement to you in your walk with Christ, but that it does not replace the time you're already spending with the Lord. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our awesome high school youth pastor, my husband, Justin Kinley. Hey guys, happy Friday to you. And man, you might be wondering if you're a faithful watcher or if you're just scrolling through, you're like, dude, does Justin wear the same outfit like all day, uh, every day? No, we actually change. Uh, I do change. I promise I wear multiple shirts a week and multiple hats a week. I don't know about hats. Sometimes I wear the same hat. But this is really, uh, we record a couple of these a day. So don't be judging me because I have the same outfit on as I did yesterday and on Tuesday. Don't judge me. All right. And I'll probably have the same outfit on for tomorrow. Okay. And again, if you're listening to this, you're like, what? What is Justin talking about? Check Instagram if you don't know. But uh, man, we've been on a, such a good roll of these Psalms, man. I, I I was so encouraged by Psalm 129, encouraged by Austin in Psalm 130, uh, so encouraged in Psalm 131, and today we're in Psalm 132. And so let us read Psalm 132. I'm going to read the first uh, 10 verses. Hope you have your Bible there where you're just listening along. But again, why we do this, why we do this is we believe that the Word is such an important part to your everyday walk with Jesus. That it's not even just something that's kind of good. It's something that's essential for us. His word is a lamp unto our feet. It's a light unto our path. And so if we can provide a resource to help you do that, then we want to. If that means I got to record a couple of devotionals in the same shirt and hat, I'll do it, right? Because we want to help you get in the word every single day. But Psalm 132, hope you have your Bible with us ready. Um, this is what it says, starting in verse one. It says, remember, O Lord, in David's favor, all the hardships he endured. How he swore to the Lord and vowed to the mighty one of Jacob, I will not enter my house or get into my bed. I will not give sleep to my eyes or slumber to my eyelids until I find a place for the Lord, a dwelling place for the mighty one of Jacob. So this this is going back to in the Old Testament, David longed to build a temple for the Lord. Because the Lord in the book of Exodus and Deuteronomy and, and throughout all the early period of the Israelite history, God's presence dwelt in the tabernacle, right? It was a, a a very fancy, elaborate tent, right? That God would move in and his presence would move with the people in the tabernacle. But but David wanted to make a temple for the Lord. And, and David was passionate about this. He wanted to have a place where God's presence could permanently reside. He even says in 2 Samuel 7, he's like, how am I supposed to sit on a throne in this kingdom? But God's dwelling in a tent, right? He wants to build the Lord a house. And so it says in verse six, behold, we heard it of Ephrath. We found it in the fields of Jar. Let us go to his dwelling place. Let us worship at his footstool. Arise, O Lord, go to your resting place, you in the ark of your might. Let your priests be clothed with righteousness. Let your saints shout for joy. For the sake of your servant, David, do not turn away the face of your anointed. So they're inviting the Lord because David didn't get, get to build the temple, right? Solomon built the temple, David's son. And they're inviting the Lord to reside in the temple that's been built. And we're, we're going to keep on reading in just a second. But th- this question popped out to me as I was reading this. And I, I want to ask you the same question that the Lord prodded my heart with. Is man, do I desire, do I desire to give the Lord a place of residence in my life? Do I desire to give God, to give Jesus a place of residence in my life? It's so amazing to me how David was so intent on building a temple for God to dwell in and for God to reside in. Man, in your life and my life, do I have such a desire 
Then I say, God, I, I want you to invade and rest and take up residence in my life. See, if God takes up residence in your life, that means that God has say over what you do. If God has residence in your life, that means God that means God has say over who you hang out with. If God takes up residence in your life, that means God has say over what you say and what you talk about and what you think about. All these things. See, so often I think we want to rent God's space and we don't want to just give God space. So, so often I think we want God to, to be like our next door neighbor, right? And, and God is close enough to speak into my life. He's close enough to encourage me. But if he takes up space in my heart, if he takes up space in my life, then, then that means he's going to change some things about me. But I wonder, do you want to be like David? I want to be. I know I'm not often like this, but I want to be where I just say, God, I want you to take up residence in my heart. If that means I got to clear some things out, clear some people out, then then let me do it. Let me deny myself so, Jesus, you can take up residence in my heart and life. It's so cool to me to see how David desires that. And look at what it kind of turns in verse 11, and it reminds what, what the Lord swore to David. And this is so cool. And this is where it's a great example of how we should read the Old Testament through the lens of the gospel. You know the gospel, right? The gospel is the news of the Bible, that that God did not forsake us in our sin, but he sent his son to die for us, to to pay the price that we owed, be buried in the ground and risen again on the third day for you and I to have life. And this is where it's so important to read the whole Bible through the lens of the gospel, not just Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and the New Testament. Because look at what it says. I'm going to try to go through this fast because I know it's five minutes in, but if you're in this far, you're staying in, right? So I'm going to try to go fast. But it says, the Lord swore to David a short oath from which he will not turn back. One of the sons of your body I will set on your throne. So so God promised David in 2 Samuel 7, he says, you're going to have a descendant that's going to reign on your throne. So David's going to have a son. He's going to have a descendant that's going to sit on the throne. And God says this, if your sons keep my covenant and my testimonies that I shall teach them, then their sons also forever shall sit on your throne. So God's telling David, if your son, if your descendant keeps all the testimonies that I gave them, all the commandments and all the laws that I gave them, if your son keeps that, then your son and his sons will sit on your throne forever and the throne will be established. And I got good news for you. And I'm standing up so I can't help but get a little preachy. But listen, Jesus is that son. That Jesus is the descendant of David who keeps perfect God's commands, keeps perfect God's laws. He does that perfectly. And so because of Jesus's perfect sacrifice, God establishes Jesus as King of Kings, Lord of Lords. Jesus is reigning on David's throne forever and ever. And what does the New Testament say about you and I? As sons and daughters of God, we get to become co-heirs with Christ. So did you realize that what... David is saying here, what what the psalmist is saying here in Psalms 132 is a picture of what's going to happen through Jesus and the gospel. So good, man. The Bible is amazing. So let me read through the rest of it pretty quickly. But it says, for the Lord has chosen Zion, Jerusalem. He has desired it for his dwelling place. This is my resting place forever. Here I dwell for here I have desired it. I will abundantly bless her provisions. I will satisfy her pool with bread. Her priest I will clothe with salvation. Her saints will shout for joy. There I will make a horn to sprout for David. I have prepared a lamp for my anointed. His enemies I will clothe with shame. But on him his crown will shine. That all of this is possible because the Lord's anointed, the descendant of David, Jesus, Jesus does 
what God commands David's descendants to do in verse 12. To keep the covenant, keep the testimonies, you shall teach them. And then God establishes Jesus on his throne forever and ever and ever. So man, I know we got a little long there, but such a cool picture of how the gospel is not just a story that begins in Matthew. The gospel is a story that, that is being told throughout the whole Bible. That it's been this plan in motion that it's God working to exalt his son and to redeem you and I. So such a good encouraging word for us today. But go back to the beginning. Man, are you willing to give Jesus a place in your heart? Are you willing to be like David and say, God, would you take up residence in my life? Such a good example for you and I today. Thanks so much for listening. The Point is a ministry of First Baptist Church Indian Trail for high school students. We offer life groups every Sunday morning at 8, 9.30, and 11 o'clock. And we meet on Wednesday nights at 6.15. For more information, you can go to our church's website at fbcit.org.